0: Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of this week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and shockingly, this is the start of our fifth year.
1: Wow, wow. And I am the Champ, and Bush League events are like henhouse ladders—short and full of crap. <laughs>
0: what? What do you what What do you mean, full of crap? Huh? What do you mean? Yeah, full
1: there's of just cra- a, there's just a lot of crap going on there. You know, crap talking, crap okay. stuff. It's it's good. All right. It's all in a good way, though.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah.
1: And yeah. It, oh, that's not meant with any uh, disrespect to <laughs> anyone. It's it's fun, right? They go to go by quickly.
0: They do. Go and it's by really quickly, in, yeah. it's really
1: interesting in this last uh, championship party that we had. I only had a beer. I only had one beer. Okay. Um, so if you sit back and observe everybody, it's it's pretty funny. Okay, <laughs> Okay.
0: It, was that on purpose? Like, was that yeah, your strategy? Yeah,
1: I, 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 think, I, I think so, yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So what's going on with you? So, Happy New Year to you, by ha- the
0: way. Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, I, I was thinking about it today. This is 2024, so this is the start of our fifth year doing this.
1: Yeah, can you believe that? Yeah. I, I remember when you had sown the seeds of this podcast. We were at Root Down. Yep. In Phoenixville in February uh, of 2020, Um, you had asked me about that, and I said, "Yeah, I'm retiring in 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 March." A month later, and little did we know that the specter of uh, a pandemic was hanging over us like uh, the sort of Damocles, huh? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love your uh, Roman Greek mythology
1: references. (laughs) If I only read it, you know, I picked up, gosh, what was it? Uh, I was looking at books, and I picked up The Odyssey, and I'm like, I can't read this. This will take me forever. Good gosh.
0: Wait a minute. Did you not read The Odyssey? Weren't we assigned The Odyssey in high school?
1: Uh, Yeah, but did you really read it?
0: Not all of it. Some of it I like. They're they're good stories.
1: Yeah, there there are, but I I think it's best read in those those guides, right? Those cheat guides?
0: Uh, Probably. Well, I'm... I'm on this new kick, and you've talked about it before, where I I listen to books on Libby on the Libby app. So okay, I'm actually on my third book this month.
1: What what book are you? Uh, what book are you listening to
0: now? Right now, I'm listening to a. Uh, and I listen. I, I read nonfiction. I don't read fiction. I just don't see the value in it. So I read nonfiction. This thing's called uh, "Say Nothing." And it's a story within the uh, IRA uh, in the early to mid 70s. The Irish Republican okay. Army? Yeah.
1: So, so you, you, you like um, historical books, it seems, that are uh, Irish and Northern Ireland and that whole conflict, right?
0: Well, yeah, I, I do. I, I find it interesting. And then the book before this I, I, read, I listened to was the uh, Patty Hearst book. Um, by Jeffrey Tubin, really well done. Uh, I, actually, Bill Walton was involved. He almost got subpoenaed at her trial. <laughs> Do you believe that? What? Yeah, he knew someone that w- knew where Patty Hirsch was when she was in Pennsylvania, but they decided not to subpoena him. He was playing with the Trailblazers at the time.
1: Huh. Yeah. Well okay things to what you had just said there and we're going off the rails it's, an, it's a new year so I guess we're allowed to go off the rails uh, this early uh, you said you don't like fiction but then you, you'll read Greek and Roman mythologies is that truer
0: No I, I don't read it I remembered reading it and I I, oh. I commented on you you reference Greek and Roman mythology quite often.
1: Yeah, well, but but it's not really from having read it, it, like you said, it's from kind of remembering some of that. Um, I also had intended to try and read Ulysses by James Joyce, but I, I don't think I can do it. It's just it's just too much. Um, <laughs> if you're looking, if I may make a suggestion, sure. yep. if you're looking for a a good nonfiction book, because I read all kinds of different books, fiction, nonfiction, that type of thing. <clears throat> There's a 700-page book called The Empire of Pain. And it's, um, it's the background on the Sackler family and how they rose to power and the whole uh, um, OxyContin, um, oh, what, and what they knew and what they did. It, but it, it reads really quick. It's really good.
0: Yeah, I, I, I read a book called Dreamland it was about like the opioid epidemic and where it's kind of started i find that yeah. really interesting and that's a that's a period of time that's really causing a lot of problems <laughs> I, it, the,
1: the funny <laughs> kind of part was plans. is that i want to say during my work heavy work years you know 2000 through 2020 i, I never knew half the stuff that went on in the world probably nine-tenths of what went on. I didn't even know that was a big issue. And yeah. it's interesting going back, you know, not realizing that it was a problem.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, and it, it, it now we're paying the price for it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'm not, but there are people
1: out there <laughs> that are paying the price.
0: Um,
1: well, we, we, we all are in some, in some fashion, right? Whether it's taxed social services, you know, crime rates.
0: Um, yeah, that's knowing true. somebody that knows somebody,
1: that type of thing. So, yeah, we all are.
0: All right, on a more uh, happier note. Uplifting? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had the championship party three weeks ago.
1: Gosh, was it only three weeks ago?
0: Yeah.
1: Seems longer, doesn't it?
0: Uh, It was, uh, well, we were missing three. One was in college, and one was sick, and one couldn't make it. So we got 7 out of 10?
1: Yeah, Rick. AWOL, we'll call him.
0: Okay, we'll call him AWOL. I uh, thought it went pretty well.
1: It was a good time. It was very good. Yeah. It was a nice sight. It was a good day. It was, it was a, a, great a warm place. day.
0: Yes, the Lakers picked that a And
1: great it was place. a good location. Yeah. I, was, I guess I was shocked because um, Rick had picked that place, you know, in the text that got the party together in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Um, Rick picked a place and everybody agreed. And when I asked him, when we got there, he said he had never been there before.
0: No. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I, I, I guess it would be a pretty big hangout in the summertime. Don't you think
0: I, I, that's probably a huge hangout? Yeah. yeah. Cause that had a pretty large, uh, outdoor space. Yeah. So I thought it was yeah. good. Um, so let, let's discuss some of the rule changes I, I yes, sent out. I sent out an email a couple of days afterward. Um, with the typed up hey these are the changes um i guess one of the biggest ones is the going back to the original retention prices yeah okay any thoughts on that
1: uh no i'm i'm fine with it i mean i originally way back when we started retention i think came up with that pricing structure and then Probably 10 years later at Victory Brewing, the infamous Victory uh, Brewing uh, winter meetings got overturned, which was fine. I, I could take it or leave, and I'm okay with it. It, right. it will benefit somebody if we do a calculation, but you know I'm not all that inspired. Um, maybe we'll wait till we, we review the retention to say if people were advantaged or disadvantaged. But you know what we didn't do? We didn't decide whether that's going to be implemented this year or the following year. Well, I it, put
0: I put in my proposal that it's you can retain the people this year at at whatever the rule is now 50 cent increments but the following year it kicks in
1: oh gotcha okay sorry
0: um and then uh the only people only players allowed to be retained are those selected at the draft
1: okay so clarify that Delved a little bit deeper,
0: so we don't have these open fab slots, and you know if you pick some up on, on the waiver wire in June and put them in an open fab, you you can't retain them. You can only retain the people that are selected at the uh, at the auction part or the reserve round.
1: What what was your thoughts on that? What 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 um, <laughs> did you put forth this proposal?
0: I had two thoughts. One is um, we couldn't keep track with some of the folks, whether they had open fabs or not. Um, okay. And it ended up being just kind of cherry-picking.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, so what it, do you think this does to the draft, then?
0: Well, it's going to make a do little...
1: Do you, you think people cop out? Um, do you think people pull out after... Because it's a 12-round it's Reserve. And, you know, people were, were, were jumping after, what, four or five picks, something like that?
0: Yeah, I think you, you're you better off just picking someone. And maybe, okay. you, maybe you hit on someone, maybe you don't, but you're better off just selecting someone. Okay. I think you are, right? Yeah. So it makes it a little longer.
1: Oh, I mean, I, I've always been, I mean, I've usually only left one spot open, so... You know, I was pretty much going through. I, I guess I should have said no because I liked the fact that people were bowing out. And, and I didn't have to think really deep. And now it's going to go, it's going to be really deep. It's going to be, woo, it's yeah. going to be fun.
0: I, I was going to attach the, reduce it to 10 too, but I thought that had been too much.
1: Yeah, I tried that. Remember? Yeah, I know. A couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I, 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 I should have gone the opposite way and said, hey, I want to increase it to 16 now. <laughs>
0: 32, 32. Yeah. <laughs> um and what what I, I don't have my i don't have my uh my document up let me let me pull it up
1: hang on yeah i don't i don't either but i think the other one of the other rule changes as you're pulling this up was the trade window Was an interesting. Well, okay, we can talk about the trading window. Let's go there.
0: So uh, the trade windows open thirty-one May through the end of the MLB trade deadline.
1: Yeah, and I think your original proposal was what June? Mm -hmm. Or no, it it was it was it was a two-part. It was like early April. It was the month of April, end end of April, and then start again in July. Right. Right. It,
0: It was the month of April, then start again.
1: Yeah, and I think I suggested um, Memorial Day, and, right. and I said Memorial Day um, celebrated, not traditional. And then you just said, for ease' sake, May thirty first. Yeah, right. which I was ready to vote no on because I wanted my way. <laughs>
0: well, we have it the Jamie rule. I write down. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, either way. Well, I, I like the fact that it would be, you know traditional or excuse me the celebrated because that would confuse everybody
0: so uh, yeah <laughs> right. so the i i originally proposed it the month of april because the complaints i was hearing you know either through talk with me or um text was they wish they were able to trade because they're you could bounce your roster initially coming out of the out of the um out of the draft and for guys who got hurt. Like I had two guys that
1: got hurt. Are, and I so would have probably are, are these the same people that in the reserve round only picked up three players and left nine empty? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I mean, I don't, that's what the reserve round's for. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the case. But I
1: don't really get that. I don't really get that.
0: Um, so, yeah, so we have that. So the trade window is 31 May through the MLB trade deadline. Uh we talked about the fab we talked about the retention and then what was your question you're going to ask me?
1: Well, I think the, the next rule change, this is the mother of all rule changes, which has a 50 50 chance of surviving into the next year. And that was, you had proposed that if you have money left, you can nominate and continue. But I think the kicker was, is that if you get the player, then you could drop somebody that was currently on your active roster down into your reserve roster. Yeah, so uh, there's, a lot of, huge.
0: there's a lot of hang-up with that. You, you don't have to drop anyone. You just put them on your reserve roster. Like, you don't have to drop Right.
1: Anyone. Yeah. Right, but that's huge.
0: Yeah, and it, it, I brought it up as in, like, hey, maybe this is a discussion we need to have.
1: That changes the whole, well. Don't forget the the original rule was done is done, and that's something that Bob Kirk um, had proposed. I don't know, ten or fifteen years ago. Um, but this this is going to change the dynamic. That mark my words, there are going to be people that are, are upset either by the length of the draft or <laughs> how people uh, use this rule. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a game changer.
0: Uh, possibly. Yeah, I mean, again, you, you you can't fill your reserve roster until your roster is complete, right? You can't. So. Um,
1: right, right, yeah. right. So you can't just start filling in reserve roster if you have one spot of the twenty three. Right. Remaining. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then once everyone's rosters are complete, it's done. You know, you you could have ten dollars left, but every, once everyone's rosters are complete, it's it's done.
1: Everybody, okay. So the draft isn't over until the last person, the last twenty-three man roster is completed. Correct. Got gotcha. you. Yep. Okay. Um, All right. Interesting.
0: Yeah, and I, I just brought it up. Um, you know, again, as a, as a, uh, and you got to be careful. I mean, the, you know, depending on where you're at, picking in the reserve selection, and depending on how many, you know, oysters people keep. I mean, there's some value in saying, hey, you know what, maybe I'll bid a dime on this guy, keep him in the reserve, but then you forgo that, your first reserve selection. So, you know, it's not like you're just buying up players. I mean, you're going to think about
1: it. There's certainly going to be a whole lot of strategy involved in this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're just not going to start purchasing players to fill your reserve when you think like i don't even know if i want this guy <laughs> yeah right. you know? yeah and it helps in a sense that you know in the past you'd have to drop a player back into the reserve to be chosen when this time you don't have to i mean you don't have to you get to keep yeah it. so
1: well i, I kind of liked that in the past because it kind of penalized people
0: ah okay uh,
1: as opposed to make it you know making it advantageous so we'll see this is this is going to be a fun one
0: yeah. And as far as the uh I, as far as the retention salary changes, I think it ke- I really do think it keeps the best players in the draft. And and I, I, the ex- perfect example is Acuña this year. So Bill bought him for 395. He's not going to think twice for keeping him for 4. He might think twice about keeping him for 455.
1: That you know that was our own fault though because you, you, you know when it landed on three ninety five somebody could have gone four dollars and then under the old rules it would have been four fifty and then yeah, I get it that's that's a, that's a lot bigger decision than than,
0: than four dollars yeah absolutely Yep.
1: And, so yeah. yeah that's that's the league's fault not Bill's fault
0: I'm not saying it's his fault I'm just saying that yeah, yeah it keep it would have kept Acuna back in the draft this year. Um, so yeah, so that's all for the rule changes. I doubt if we're going right. to meet again, though. I, I threw it out there that you're more than welcome. If you have, so to,
1: yeah, just explain to everybody if they want to introduce more rule changes, because they can't be done on draft day, right? This isn't no. going to be like Rick's football league.
0: <laughs> no, they will not be done on draft day. No, <laughs> it will not be done Friday before the draft either. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So if they have rule changes, they want to try to get through uh, schedule a meeting with everyone. Because I'm not doing it over email or text either.
1: Okay. So so essentially, they would have to create um, try and pull together like you uh, like you did um, a winter meeting. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yep. That's fair. That's fair enough. I, I like that.
0: Yeah. Um, I like that rule. Yeah. Goodbye, you. There we go. All right, what else you got?
1: So uh, let me ask you, in this segment of Ask the Chief, um, since today is New Year's, I wanted to know, I have two questions for you. Number one, do you have any Bush League New Year's resolution, strictly with the Bush League?
0: Uh, I have two. Okay. Uh, One is to spend more time with the league in person.
1: Okay. I like that.
0: And the other one is to win it. That's my New Year's resolution. Wow. I think I I could get the one. (laughs) I think I could meet the one resolution pretty easily.
1: Okay. Now, when you say spend more time with the league, because I think yours pretty much mirror mine. Um, I I was thinking about every month trying to get together Ah. with, somebody in the league, whether it's two people, one person, that type of thing. Yeah. Then I thought that's a lot of work. So I don't know if I'm, I I, I think I might forego that one.
0: (laughs) Well, all right. So uh, I think it's just something you got to think through. Don't, don't give up on it yet. Maybe it's not once a month, but um, i like where you're going with that. And like an open invitation type thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we have some people that are um, we, we have some more retirees or people coming out of semi retirement. So there, there would be a little bit more time.
0: Yeah. Or people like Rick and I are just indifferent about our jobs where we, okay. <laughs> we can just say, yeah, I'll take off and I'll be there. OK.
1: How, how about how about this resolution for you? going to the uh, bush league trip which was announced right yeah where, where was that announced
0: uh, detroit i i think i am going um, okay i put it in my calendar i shared it with christy bob and i chatted about it i would like to go to detroit
1: okay yeah it because I, I think what we're talking about 24th 25th and 26th those those are the three days that detroit plays philadelphia in detroit if i got those right and um I think those are probably the three games or two games, however many we go to, that I do attend. That might be the only ones that I attend for Major League Baseball this year, but maybe what we can do, if you can bring, I don't know how difficult the recording machine, if we have to get a U-Haul to take it out there, but maybe we do a podcast out there too.
0: Yeah, I think bringing the recording machine is pretty easy.
1: Okay, yeah. all right. There's no U-Haul or anything like that? It's not like the, uh, the old UNIVAC computers or anything like that?
0: Um, No.
1: No, no, th- no <laughs> cathode ray tube in- included That's in it.
0: No ray tube or giant flash bulbs. I gotta okay. put my head under the camera so I don't get yeah. Okay, um, it's nothing like that where I have to crank the the uh, the film yeah film recording machine. Um,
1: and, and that would that would that would count right and uh, as, as meeting and then March when we had the draft that would count and then if we play wiffle ball which was a rousing success
0: yeah we'll um, play again.
1: If we do that, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, this is coming together.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm going to kind of think through your initial idea. I would encourage you to continue to think through it as well. I think it you're on to something there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, might, I might. It might be one of these open invitations that they say, hey, I'm, people, I'm going into Phoenixville today. If anybody wants to meet me here, um, let's do it.
0: Well, I think it would need to be a more concrete, as in the text at 8 a.m., in the in the morning you know what i mean i think you'd have to schedule it a little bit so oh oh
1: absolutely it it would it would be done because that way i I wouldn't i wouldn't be able to back out because so often these days uh, terry and i will say hey do you want to go into phoenix for a drink and then by four o'clock in the afternoon we talk ourselves out of it by saying we have better stuff here okay (laughs) all right so the the second question I had for you, and we talked about this last podcast, is that since there's no baseball, um, what are you watching on TV, whether it be TV shows, whether it's sporting events, that type of thing?
0: Um, so I have been watching a lot of college football. Uh, Pitt had a really bad year this year, so I have just kind of checked out. Um, I, what, Christine and I have been re-watching The Crown.
1: The what? Oh, the Crown.
0: So, you. you know, the Crown came out like right before COVID, and then COVID hit. It slowed everything up, and then so this has been like four years between the first one and the last one, which just aired. So yeah, but it, they're in
1: season. They've had a couple seasons. This is like the third or fourth season, correct? I think
0: it's the fifth season.
1: Fifth yeah, season. All right.
0: We, we just watched it, and then we were watching it, thinking like, I forget what happened because it's been years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that we're happens.
0: gonna. We, we we decided to stop, and then we're gonna we're in the second season now. We're just watching, you know. Okay. From beginning to end, which I find it really interesting that there are still monarchies that people pay for. I I find it
1: baffling. It, yes, baffling would be a, the nice term to put.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, it, but it is interesting, and it it fits my genre of nonfiction, and yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing, and I think we watched um, lessons in chemistry too.
1: Okay, recently. and that's nonfiction, right? I mean, obviously it's made for television, so there's probably a little bit of fiction
0: right. involved. But Historical fiction. I think that fiction. was a
1: true story. Correct. Yeah,
0: it was based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. So and, it, and
1: that was on Apple TV for those correct. who who don't. Apple TV has some pretty good shows, don't they?
0: They do. Um, we watched the morning show, and then it got weird. So we stopped watching it. We watched the first. Really?
1: I, what what did you. What, where, where, where did it get weird for you? Because I'm still watching. The sec- I, I mean, I'm. I, I finished this all the seasons so far.
0: Oh, you have. I didn't like the last yeah. season. So I was just tired of it. I like the first huh. season because I thought it was probably based on Matt Lauer.
1: And how. Oh, the, 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 believe me. And this is what will put a lot of people off is that there's a lot of social commentary.
0: Yeah, there, there. Are, there are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And after maybe, a while, maybe that's I'm what turned like, your stomach,
0: yeah. Huh? I'm just like, just entertain me. Don't tell me about how <laughs> to think. Yeah,
1: if you <laughs> if you want that, you'll just turn on cable news.
0: Huh? <laughs> I'll just look on Twitter.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, if I may make a recommendation on Apple TV, if, if something to watch, uh, Slow Horses.
0: Ah, okay.
1: It, yeah, is really good. Um, it's with uh Gary Oldman. Yeah, hold them. Hold them. Like, I guess it is. Yeah,
0: he's a good actor. And
1: I, wasn't he like Mad Eye Mooney in the Harry Potter series?
0: I never watched Harry Potter. Um, really? No. Okay. But I know he played uh, in one movie. He played Churchill.
1: Yes, he did. He yeah. did a great job. So yeah, he's a really good actor. And, and this this is this is pretty good. So um, it is fiction, though.
0: Oh, the other thing that came had another season was uh, World at War. Remember, you and I talked
1: about that years ago.
0: World on, World on fire. World on fire. Yeah,
1: yeah. On PBS.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was good too.
1: Yeah, that did have. Yeah. Um, if I can take you off just uh, one subject here, coming up in February, I think for its last season is "Curb Your Enthusiasm." Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> I love that show. Do you, right? Do you watch it?
1: I do. I've <sighs> watched all seasons. Um, it's it's pretty uh, uh, inappropriate
0: He's, to say the least. It it every. I think the whole thing's hilarious, man. I, mm-hmm. I think the best the best scenes are the Palestinian chicken scenes.
1: <laughs> I think it's coming on in February, so uh, on, on Max. Yeah. So, yeah, so check that out.
0: That cracks me up. <laughs> when he said, if you're a Jewish guy, this is the best place to have an affair because no one would come. <laughs> He's such a knucklehead. Oh brother! Anyway, um, yeah. All right. So we, we got some viewing stuff out there, though. I'm not sure how many of the league watch us as much as we do. These um, they shows.
1: probably watch different things. Or actually, I, I would like to ask people, what are they watching? Yeah. Um, whether it be sports or other or otherwise, yeah.
0: Um. Okay. So we have some text talk. Uh, Bob Kirk sent us that Orioles article about Angelos. What, what were your thoughts?
1: Um, I, I think I've talked about this this franchise for a long time, and it's going to be part of what we discuss when we talk about the Dodgers, right? Um, I don't like those owners. Um, besides being bad owners, they're, they're, there's family infighting, and you and I have touched upon this before. Now, all of the team owners are holding cities hostage wanting land around stadiums and tax breaks, tax incentives, basically corporate welfare to build um, houses and shops around it, much like Atlanta and St. Louis has done, yeah. to just build a revenue base on the backs of, of, of taxpayers. And I hate it. I hate yeah. it so much.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, and I agree with you. I, I think Texas did that too. I'm not sure how much was tax money used but they have apartments and and um bars restaurants all that i i think the way i i I haven't seen every stadium but i i think the way pittsburgh did it was right on build a small stadium and have people have other money you know build the restaurants and bars around it
1: yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it's if they want to do that and buy the land, just pretend you're uh, 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 another uh, another um, business, yeah. Yeah, and, and mean, yeah, and and pay for it and and lease it or, yeah. or or buy the land yourself as opposed to getting tax incentives and tax breaks. It's just it's it's ridiculous. yeah I, 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 yeah. I wish I could read some sort of business study to see, does it really help? Financially, help the city. Uh, certainly, from a goodwill standpoint, it it does. But, but that's hard. I, I would vote. I would vote no every time.
0: That's hard to quantify. A goodwill.
1: Is it the goodwill? Oh, goodwill, yes. Yeah. Certainly, the goodwill.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Hence the name. Yeah, right. Uh, and after a while, it wears off. And really, it's just it's based on if your team performs. <laughs> like if your team yeah. performs, people will come out. It doesn't matter what kind of stadium you're at.
1: So, so should we should we jump down for a second here and 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 talk about that because that's a perfect lead-in because you said it it depends upon what type of season. So let's talk about some of the teams that have some made some major splashes that should help them.
0: Yeah. So let's. Well, we're going to start with the obvious, which is the Dodgers. Uh, yeah. They trade for Glass now. Right. Yep. Uh, sign Otani for a defer six hundred eighty million of his salary. They're paying Otani mm-hmm. two million a year for the next X amount of years, and I th- is it Yamamoto? Yes, for three hundred plus million. They spent. Saying, a, what,
1: was that a ten year contract? Uh, I don't it? remember what I, this I
0: was. I can't remember either. Probably okay. thirty seven million a year. Like I can't believe they're paying him sixty four million a year for five. I think it was three seventy five.
1: I'll check. I'll check.
0: Yeah. Reasons. So they spent a billion dollars in about a week, and deferred six hundred eighty million of it, which I cannot believe the players' union agreed to that. The players' union? Well, don't they have? Don't they have like? Can't don't they have say to that?
1: I don't think there is – in the collective bargaining agreement, okay. I don't know if there's any clause in terms of how long you can defer a contract. In fact, what, what I had heard was is that um, Otani went to the Dodgers and proposed this, this deal. Essentially what it was is that the first 10 years of the deal, they'll be paid $2 million a year, which yeah. is $20 million of the contract. And then the last ten years, years eleven through twenty, are going to be the remaining six hundred eighty million or sixty-eight million dollars a year, so that so that um, they they the Dodgers fall under the threshold tax or yeah. fairly close to that. Yep. Yeah. So they were able to sign Yamamoto and actually able to sign Class now.
0: Yeah, which they gave him an extension, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know if they did. I, okay, did, did,
0: did they? I, I don't know. I'm I'm looking now, but I can't believe that. Like he probably is close to arbitration. I mean, he's 2016 was his first year. I'm looking.
1: Well, the, I, I I think his contract I, I thought expired. Um, well, it looks like they might have signed him for two years, right? 23 and
0: 24. At he gets 20, 30 million for his, two years. His contract. As far as uh, baseball references, is twenty five million, it's the last year of it.
1: Yeah. So this is this is last year coming up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought. I don't think they. So let me just deviate for a second. His name comes up in the draft. Okay, I bring him up and I say ninety five cents. What do you say?
0: For glass now? I say yeah. I say a dollar.
1: Okay. All right. Would you go a dollar ninety five?
0: Probably uh, it depends who else is out there, but probably not.
1: Okay, I'm just trying to. the The, the point being in that little exercise is that he he, he he's good when he pitches. It's just, yeah, the injury exactly. risk is huge. Yep.
0: Yeah, I. Yeah, and he's going to be the third, right? They, they don't have. Oh, uh, uh, we got Walker I Bueller. Don't
1: <laughs> I don't know that. Who would be Who would be ahead of him? Bueller. You possibly, yeah. I, mean, I, I think they're going to yeah. take it easy with Bueller. Yeah.
0: So, uh, eh, yeah, yeah. When he pitches, he's he's only had twenty-one starts. Last year was his twenty-one starts. That's the most he's ever had in his career. One hundred twenty innings. Yeah.
1: See, that's just just. So risky. And that now what it does is that it helps people like well, isn't Kershaw still out there? He is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So they got So maybe
1: they bring a Kershaw back or it certainly makes Bobby Miller instead of having to be a number two or number three starter, moves him down four or five.
0: Or a spot starter when this guy can't pitch. And Kershaw can't pitch. Yeah. They're coming out of the bullpen and then, you know, he'll get Probably 15 starts just because of Glass now and Kershaw can't stay healthy.
1: Right now, the projected uh, starting five for the Dodgers, uh, Yamamoto, um, Glass now, Guller, Miller, and Sheehan.
0: Oh, that's right, because Atani can't pitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So maybe they keep Glass now this year and cut him next year when Atani's back.
1: But look look at this top three of the lineup for the uh, Dodgers. Betts, Otani, and Freeman. Does that interest you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Another interesting note that I thought. uh, Jared Kelnick and Chris Sale to the Braves.
1: Yes. First of all, good job pronouncing his name. Uh, Thank you. You you. you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. the Braves always seem to hit some sort of magic, right? Uh, let's play the game again with. Um, this, um, I, I say I say twenty-five cents. You go thirty. Yeah. Okay. How about if I said seventy-five?
0: Depend who's out there, depending on what I got, um, uh, I think I think he's again. Depending who's out there, I think he's worth a right around that.
1: Okay. All right. Interesting. Right. Very interesting. Yeah.
0: Because it so, really so depends getting...
1: who's left. Say what?
0: It really depends who's left. He he okay. pitched 102 innings last year. Um, ERA was a little high, but his whip is pretty low. It's one with a below-4 FIP. So maybe he pitched better than his ERA.
1: Tell me your thoughts on... The difference between the Dodgers and the Braves because I think that's what you were driving at right and and how we talked about teams and owners and that type of thing
0: yeah so uh, the Braves they must have used some sort of Obi-Wan Kenobi type thing on, on all their young guys signing long term deals <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, which helps them because they, they picked up 20 plus million on sale I, I think they got sale strictly for the Phillies OK, that's that's what I th- like. If they can, he, if he can hang in to the playoffs and he'll face those lefties and bury that slider and, on Castellanos right heel, he'll swing over top of everything. And that's what I think they got him for. There's no other reason to get Chris Sale. I mean, even if you think Vaughn Grissom is like, hey, we're done with this guy. We're just going to play our Ar- Arcia Orlando Arcia. um Yeah. Like, I don't know why you would take on a 20-plus million-dollar salary just to get rid of Vaughn Grissom, uh, unless you had a purpose with this guy. And I, I don't think it really – he gets $27.5 million this year, which they have the space, you know, because they their young guys are not paid a lot relative to what they're worth. Um I still don't think their pitching is, is what everybody thinks it is. The Braves? Yeah. They have Strider, oh. who's. Okay, the, so let's go the let's do deal. their,
1: their, their um, starting five real quick as, as we sit here today Strider, Freed, Morton, Sale, and Elder.
0: Yeah, so Strider's the real deal, right? There's no question about yeah. that. Freed is the real deal when he pitches. Yep. But that's a big if. Now, um, Morton's 157 years old. Eventually, yeah. he's not going to be able to pitch a whole season. Elder is who he is. He's young. And Sale is who he is. Like, He's going to have good innings and he's going to have bad innings. And he's not going to pitch at certain times. And then you have that Smith-Schwaver. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's in the mix. But it's not I, I scary. Think- <laughs>
1: I think we talked about this though. Just if you look across pretty much every team, you're lucky if you go three deep, possibly four. But when you get to that fifth starter, it's 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 kind of threadbare, isn't it? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, because look, it, if you match it up with the Phillies, it's about. I, I think you're looking about the same. I, I don't think Wheeler's as good as Strider, but he's a good pitcher. Um, Nola seems to just survive because he pitches 200 plus innings a year. Ranger Suarez got better. He got injured, but he's still a decent pitcher. And I think this Chris Sanchez isn't bad either.
1: Okay. Um, no mention of Taiwan Walker. You don't like him?
0: I do. Uh, he's a fifth starter. Okay. Yeah, and he'll. Okay. If he's healthy, he'll pitch. Which, right. but you know, as you see, he doesn't pitch in the playoffs. Like he, he. I don't think he was ever in the bullpen during the playoffs so uh, i just thought it was interesting with sale um i think they probably got him to deal with left-handed hitters and okay. kelnick what uh, he's he was the guy that was traded for robinson cano this guy was a first round pick and he really hasn't produced anything who's that kelnick
1: oh 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 kelnick um no, he really struggled when he came up. I think it was two years ago, two or three years ago, and he started out um, pretty well this past year. And then he, you know, had a uh, had a fight with the water core, as so many players doing, but uh, ruined the rest of his year.
0: Yeah, he played 105 games last year, um, hit two fifty three, which is his highest average, seven forty OPS. Um, yeah. He yeah he, had, he was originally a The Mets prospect, right? Yeah. Yep. And they traded yeah. him they traded him the Mariners for Cano and Edwin Diaz. Okay. Yeah. Mm. He was a sixth overall pick at a high school. Yeah. Wow, that's so they had some high hopes for this guy.
1: So um, he he it it seems like a good landing spot for him, don't you think?
0: Uh no pressure.
1: Do you have interest in him? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Why not?
0: So if if someone gets hurt he's gonna play.
1: I I think he's he, he's penciled in to start left is he? In left field. Okay. I think so.
0: Yeah, who was their left fielder?
1: Um Oh gosh, why is it escaping I'm, me? I'm um joking. the guy that, that Bill had. Um
0: Oh Edward Eddie Rosario. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, he probably will play. Yeah. Uh the Harrison Acuna, and Ozunia DH. There's really no one else, unless I'm missing someone.
1: Yeah. But still, yeah. a very formidable lineup, right there. Yeah,
0: the, their offense is what it is. I mean, it's yeah. Although, they
1: might uh, be deeper, top to bottom, than the Dodgers.
0: You mean offensively? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I mean, I doubt if they get the same production out of Acuna this year. Or Matt Olson, but it's still going to be high.
1: There's, it would it, it would seem almost impossible to believe that they'd do that kind of year again. But,
0: yeah, yeah. But it's still going to be high. So they're also Absolutely. still going to have a hundred ribs, and Acuna's still going to. I don't know if they'll steal seventy three bases and it, you know hit forty homers, but it's going to be in that area.
1: Yeah. Um, so so yeah. let me ask you a question here before we we wrap this section up. I, I guess what I wanted to get to did you have any issues the way the Dodgers went about this? Because I know there's a lot of people that are complaining and say, hey, the Dodgers um, always get the the best players, and they just restructured it for the Dodgers. And I guess my feeling is I like what they've done. Good for them for going out there and being aggressive and finding ways to do this. I, I wish more teams would take this initiative versus the Orioles which are already complaining that unless they get this, this, this deal along the Baltimore waterfront that they're going to move the franchise. So there, there's different types of ownership there, and I, I, I'm tired of like John Fisher and Oakland team to, to Las Vegas. I'm just I, – I, I wish ill will on those teams.
0: Uh, yeah, I no, I don't, I, don't, I don't mind the Dodgers doing that. I mean, let's be honest. They've won one World Series in how many years?
1: So and, and and that wasn't a real World Series, was it? That was that was the uh, COVID year. That was wasn't the it?
0: COVID year, yes. But they had yeah. to get through a, a couple layers of playoffs, so you know. Um, so uh, yeah, I I got no problem with it. I mean, they okay. It's a, it's a risk. I mean, Otani and Yamamoto are and Glassnow are all risk.
1: Sure,
0: certainly, b- with a huge dollar figure assigned to that.
1: But that's what I think you sign up for if, if you're an owner, right? The, the old school days of, you know, minimizing contract, Like, uh, It's going to be a very interesting case study to see what happens with, with the Orioles because they certainly have a great farm system. And yeah. it, I don't think they've made any – I mean, like every team, they need pitching. And I don't think they've done anything in this offseason, have they, so far?
0: uh who did they sign i thought the orioles maybe i mean not not a big not a big guy but maybe maybe not maybe the Orioles haven't done anything yet um yeah no they they haven't made any any i mean even the royals were try, are, are just trying to find pictures to see if they stick sure <laughs> you know um I don't, I don't yeah, know. but there's,
1: there, there's two different uh, expectations there, isn't there?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's just he's just trying to find pitchers that'll get him through the season and, you know, be competitive, where the Orioles ought to be. They're, they're the ones that sort of shine Yamamoto. The, yeah,
1: the, but, but you know, that's never going to be the case.
0: There. No, no, I, I understand. It's
1: just, and, and this is my point about just, bad ownership and you can have bad ownership on the other side too i mean look at the mets
0: (laughs) right they spent a lot of money (laughs)
1: right yeah and that hasn't worked out so i I don't know i just
0: but at least they got off of it pretty quickly and you know it's like all right we'll start this up again yeah and they're not afraid to sign people which i like um hey when you put the transactions thing uh i'm skipping through it and i remember some of these now um Eugenia Suarez. Yeah, who do you want to talk about? Eugenia Suarez is back in the National League. Diamondbacks. That was good. That's like a placeholder for him till they could find someone to play third base. He's going to be better than Evan Longoria, I think. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's it was a nice. Uh, your Cardinals signed a bunch of pitchers, with Sonny Gray leading the pack, and then Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson.
1: Yeah, well the, the, those are, are pitchers that are expected to get 160 to 180 innings so that your bullpen isn't taxed. Yeah. Um, but that that's that's fortunately n- nobody in uh the central has really stepped up. Um I'm I'm looking at the the Cubs in terms of the team to step up, but you know, the the Cardinals could finish at 500 or they could win the division. I don't know.
0: And then the red sign, uh, Nick Martinez and Emilio Pagan, kind of beefing up a little bit because they got a bunch of those young pitchers.
1: There's and, another franchise. I mean, they're, they're similar to the Orioles, right? They have some really good young players, but they have bad ownership.
0: Yeah, but they're playing better. Uh, they sign uh, your guy, uh, Candelario. Heimer? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they and they have some guys that are going to play based from trades a couple of years ago with matt McLean and and uh, steer is that his name
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, they certainly have a good yep. core of players but
0: and sometimes um, you don't want to. they're
1: almost the orioles of i mean not as good as the orioles not that deep of a farm system but they have some good uh, everyday field players but they just need um, they need pitching yeah and they need people like Lodolo to come back healthy they, they need, do um, Tom's buddy, um, Hunter Green, to pitch like everybody expects him to
0: pitch. Yeah. And if
1: you can start with those two, you know, they have, they have the makings of a pretty good
0: staff. Yeah, and then Williamson and, and Ashcraft. They need to they need to pitch better. But sometimes you don't want to sign that big pitcher just yet. I'm, I don't know if they went after NOLA or not, if, if they made an offer to him. Um, I guess sometimes you got to over, well, overpay to get people to come and then – and then, uh, you know, build your staff like that. So um,
1: they did pick up. They did pick up um, uh, Frankie Montas.
0: Oh, I saw that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So you know, I, I, sometimes you just want to see how these young guys pan out because you're right. If Lodolo uh-huh. stays stays healthy, he's, I think he's a pretty good pitcher. Yeah, and they'll, they'll probably give Hunter Green another year. Kind of figured out.
1: Yeah, and, and, and you know, a, a person that uh, Bob Kirk had last year that pitched really well, Andrew Abbott. Abbott. Um, yep. I'll be interested to see what yeah. he does for yeah. a full season.
0: And then the other big uh, news we don't have to worry about Tyler O'Neill anymore, whether we draft oh, him or not. Jeez.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's probably saving me from myself. I, I spent too many years with, with him. Fortunately, I didn't have him last year. That was one of my retention. Worries, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't retain him, but I, the guy was just always hurt.
0: And he was, last year I had him, and he was awful when he wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, like you said, it, it helped. You don't have to think about him. Um, yeah, so, and and there, there's still plenty of guys who are free agents who haven't signed yeah.
1: anywhere. So, it, it'll start to pick up um, probably the end of this month.
0: Uh yeah. You, yeah, because there there are plenty of guys out there. And uh who I guess the biggest hitter is Martinez. JD? Who's that? JD Martinez.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, obviously he can only play that one position, but that's a pretty important position, right? I mean, he he kind of
0: uh, he had a good year last uh, year. Earned
1: his salary last year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you stick him on a team where he's not the best guy, I think he'll produce for you.
1: Yeah,
0: it's somewhere where, he, where they have to pitch to him. Um, yeah, okay. and then yeah. Reese
1: protect him in the lineup. Yeah, sure. and
0: then Reese Hoskins
1: is a guy out there. Yeah, that still looks like it's a great fit for the Cubs, doesn't it?
0: You would think? Um, I. Yeah, I, I thought maybe the Pirates are going to make a move for him, but they signed Rowdy Telez and they go one step under what they should.
1: So. Uh, it, that's, isn't that the Pirate way? <laughs> right. Oh, Jeez. brother. You know what? When you have the Pirates in your division, you should never finish last, and somehow the Cardinals still did that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a good point. Um, okay, any, any other notes of the transactions thus far?
1: No, we can press on. We'll catch up on um, next podcast.
0: All right. I do have a Twib note this week uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, it's called Uncle John's Beer. I had it at the Effort of Brewfest in the summer, and it's from Stolen Sun. Uh, Wait, Stolen Sun in Exeter? Correct. Uh, 7. Have two- you been there? I have years ago when it was just really small. I have not okay. been there since they expanded.
1: Okay. Oh, look
0: at that! All right. Uh, but I had this at this Effort Brew Fest that I went to over the summer. American IPA, seven point two percent. I couldn't find anything on the Beer Advocate, but I gave it a Rooster Towns at eighty-eight plus. I thought it was really good.
1: Okay. So, in, in the uh, the Rooster Towns, uh, yeah. anything what over eighty is that is that a beer that's worth trying?
0: Uh, anything over eighty-five.
1: Eighty-five. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's nice. That's, that's what I would say. Anything over eighty-five. Um, um
1: in, in your upcoming uh, beer reviews, did you have any um, as a teaser? Did you have any interesting beers um, over the uh, over the holiday?
0: Um, well, I ha- I have two loaded from our winter meetings.
1: Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Well, we'll we'll catch up with those. Yeah. Um,
0: and I um, one of my favorites that I get at this Quips Pub that Christy and I will go to occasionally. It's called uh, Old Speckled Hen. It's, okay. it's from England. Uh, I found it, a beer, di- beer distributor that sells it.
1: Oh, see, that just fits right into the podcast with my lead, with the Hen House Ladder. So there you go. <laughs> That's right.
0: Uh, <laughs> do we have any corrections from last time? I don't even know what we talked about, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah.
1: I don't know. We we're four years into this podcast. It's hard to think that we make any kind of mistake. Yeah,
0: let's just press on. What are you walking off with? Of?
1: <laughs> um, ball games. I, I am so confused. I remember back as as a kid that you know this day, New Year's Day, was was always big for ball games yep. because a lot of times they had you know the mythical championship um, possibilities and. I look at the ball games now, and maybe this, when I say now, it's maybe just because I looked at it, but there are so many freaking cheese its Citrus Bowl, Relia Quest Bowl, TransPerfect Music Center Bowl, Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Cackslayer Gator Bowl. What in the hell is going on here? That's my first question to you. And is there a, a championship? And what is going on with, I, I just read, Penn State had people sitting out in a bowl game. What, what's happening?
0: Okay. Uh, you have a few questions. There's there. a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. There's so a lot let... there,
1: and I forgot the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. That That's probably a right. spicy bowl.
0: Okay. A couple things. Uh, one is um, the bowl games have in, have probably doubled since we were a kid. Like If you didn't win eight games, you weren't going to a bowl game. Um, yeah. So now they have all these uh, little bowls, like you, like you, some of you of which you um, mentioned in your tirade there, um, and they're affiliated to <laughs> conferences. So, okay. like the Myrtle Beach Bowl, that was Ohio OU and Georgia Southern, and I think that's probably affiliated to the MAC conference and whatever Georgia Southern's co- conference is. So it gives opportunity for these, we used to call them one AA schools, uh, lower level schools, to play in a bowl. Uh, That's the kind of that's what it just it kind of evolved and got way out of control uh, over the past fifteen years, I would say. Um, So some of these bowls are affiliated specifically to lower level conferences, Jacksonville. So there must be money to be made. Absolutely well, right? there's money to be made Yes mm-hmm. hmm. So I, I don't know what the payout Is for these you know New Mexico Bowl I, I, I don't know What the payout is but it's probably some Sort of payout now with Regard to the sitting out This is a thing that's happened in the past Five years or so that if A team wasn't playing in the college football Playoff uh, Potential Well before it was potential Uh NFL draftees that were going to get drafted in the first, second, third round, they would sit out for fear of injury. Okay. And now they're sitting out because of all the portal transfers.
1: I okay, so so just explain it in layman's terms to me. What is, what does all that mean?
0: All right, so uh, let's, let's just take you. You play for Penn State, uh, you're a sophomore, uh, you play a little bit, you know, you're nickel but you're you're transferring. So you enter the transfer portal and before the end of the semester now you're not a you're you're not a student at Penn State any longer. You're a free agent. So you can't oh, play.
1: When does that happen? When when does that does that happen? At the end of the semester?
0: It happens that, I think they the I think they have to declare before the end of the semester.
1: Oh wow. Okay, and the bowl games are after the semester Correct. obviously. Yep. Gotcha.
0: So there, there's probably, I, I, I guess fifteen hundred right now. In the portal.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Yep. So
1: like. Holy the, cow! It's like a redraft league. It is,
0: <laughs> it, and it's getting out of hand. Actually, the guy from Nebraska, um, he, 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 Matt Rule. He's a really good coach. He coached the Temple. Then he coached it. Baylor, and he, he, he didn't have a real successful time at the Carolina Panthers, but now he's at Nebraska. He actually said it's going to take between a million and two million dollars to get a quarterback. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, that that's why all these guys sit out.
1: So, okay. Like, all right. the, I...
0: the, the, the quarterback for Ohio State, Ohio State lost one game this year. They lost to Michigan um, and... He was a probably a red sophomore in first year starting. And he transferred. He's in the portal. So he they, they were playing with their like quarterback probably never played. And that game was the Cotton Bowl, which is a huge bowl, like as a kid. Mm-hmm. And they scored three points. Number seven team in the country. And they had all these guys wow. sitting out. So huh. um yeah, that's what it and I refuse to call it by the by the uh sponsor. I don't call it the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, it's a Cotton Bowl. It's the Peach Bowl, it's the Orange Bowl, <laughs> Fiesta Bowl.
1: Hey, I'm I'm looking through here. Uh the Orange Bowl, Georgia beat Florida 63 to 3.
0: Georgia beat Florida state.
1: Oh, it, it says here on ESPN it says it's called it is Florida. Yeah, huh. I,
0: see, I see it, it's Florida State. Um
1: oh, whatever.
0: The, the Florida State had 20 guys either sit out cuz of the draft or in the portal.
1: So what are they gonna do? Because I I have I have a possible solution.
0: Well, number one, they're extending the expanding the playoffs from four teams to twelve teams next year. So that should and how does that help? Well, if you're in the playoff, I think a lot of these guys will play. If they're sitting out because of the draft, I think they'll play because they want to win really? a national title. Yeah, they have a shot at it. Yeah.
1: So what they're saying is is that hey, we don't want to get hurt in a meaning what they believe is a meaningless game Correct. versus okay, all right.
0: Yeah. And Pickett
1: did that. Do you wanna hear do you wanna hear my solution? Go ahead. If these guys are so worried about getting injured, what they should do is find a rich alum to call Bob Kirk to get surety bonds on their career. Because <laughs> I'm sure Bob could take care of that.
0: So it's, I'm sure some solved. of them Actually, uh, I, I think some of them do have that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, that was my idea off the co- top of my head there. Yeah. And I don't even know if that works for Bob, but, you know, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. I help people out.
0: When you're paying a college athlete $2 million to play football for you for hopefully more than one year, um, I'm sure they have insurance.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that education in bowl games because I had no idea. Next podcast, let me know who wins.
0: Yeah, I'll let you know.
1: Okay. Um, what are you walking off with?
0: You remember, I think it was last year, maybe a little longer, right? I walked off with, I thought Vanilla Bean was the most
1: underrated
0: ice cream flavor. and you. Kinda, I do,
1: and I think it was in this past year. I think it was in 2023.
0: Okay, yeah. And w- one of your friends actually confirmed that, right? Because he listened to it, and he said, hey, I, I think you texted me that. Yes. Uh, Christy and I took Jameson to the Turkey Hill experience. It, you know Turkey Hill? You know what that is? Yes. Yeah. So I do. it's made in Lancaster County, blah, blah, blah. So we went to have, uh, you know, kid-friendly stuff. And then we did make your own ice cream. Okay? Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, so the three of us were in a, a group of 50 that, you know, made our own ice cream. And... As we were making it, the uh, lab attendant, that's what they call them, asked a trivia question. What do you think Turkey Hill ice cream's best seller is? What flavor? Guess what it is. Uh-oh.
1: It's vanilla bean? It's vanilla bean. Wow. Wow. You know what? Between you being an ice cream master now and and, and, and the chili king, there's probably no food that you don't know about now. <laughs> right. I, I am... And, and, and your your beer knowledge is, is expanding. I, I I defer to you.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to give you the top three. You tell me if it's surprising. So vanilla beans, okay. number one. Butter is right. number two.
1: Yeah, that sounds like an ice cream of the 70s or 80s. Go ahead. I love butter pecan.
0: And number three is mint chocolate chip.
1: I can see that, yeah. Huh. Wow. Those are the three best sellers, huh? They have some... Uh, they have some really different types of ice cream um Turkey hill um but but I have a bone to pick with with all um ice cream um, companies now that they don't sell half gallons anymore they they portray that they are but where are they like oh, 56 yeah, no. ounces or yeah. something like that or yeah. 54 ounces yep. yep yeah they're kind of skimming there is, is this Turkey Hill experience is that the place right over the bridge right right there along the Susquehanna in yeah. columbia
0: Correct. Yep. Yeah.
1: Got it. Okay.
0: Are you familiar with that area?
1: Uh, just going on, what is that, Route 30? Correct. That's that's all yep. passing it 100 times, but never stopping.
0: Well, there you go. You can make your own ice cream next time.
1: Well, maybe. How about this? <clears throat> in 2024, you make ice cream and chili for the Bush League, and we're still trying to get Rick to make beer for the League, so... Well, maybe I'm, you guys can do that for draft day.
0: I'm not going to make the you own know, ice cream, but I, maybe maybe I'll make chili for uh, the draft.
1: Yeah, that's and, and and Rick, bring some beer. And then, yeah. I mean, right. we're just worried about the day. The day after might be a problem, but that day will be perfect.
0: Uh, I don't know how... Yeah, I'm a little worried about all that beer and chili, what that house would smell like.
1: How come, how come and I'm going to close with this, how come I view you bringing the chili to the draft and (laughs) you're like Kevin in the office. (laughs) (laughs) And, and for, for people that don't know what we're talking about, just Google Kevin on the office uh, chili. Yeah. Kevin chili. And you'll see the (laughs) clip
0: scooping it up with the vanilla
1: folders. (laughs) (laughs) So last thing, when are we on next?
0: February. February.
1: February 5th. February 5th, so oh. yeah, and at that time, you're going to come in with, uh, you're going to give us your rooster wing for the Hall of Fame? Correct, Yeah. Okay, and we're, all right. We're going to First.
0: talk about some of the some of the uh, people that got votes for the okay. Hall of Fame, which I, I need to find that tracker again. I got a new computer, and I lost the hot link. I'll figure <laughs> it out.
1: Well, I wish you luck with your New Year's resolutions. And uh, wish you a happy uh, 2024, Chief. All right, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.